0: Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 15, season number two. We're going to talk a hot topic question here, talking what do I do with Halloween as a Christian? So today on this episode, I had to bring in some experts to help me out today. In the field of Halloween, away. I don't know if they're <laughs> experts or not, but hey, let's welcome in. He's normally with me on Modern Christian Dads, the podcast. You can check that one out as well. But we have Greg Craywick. Hello. Seriously. <laughs> There's the MCD <laughs> intro for Greg Craywick. For those of you that don't listen to Modern Christian Dads, oh, that's yeah. his intro. Seriously. Yeah. Can you guess who that is? I'll
1: try. That's not his wife. Oh, there. you yeah. go. Yeah, All that's right, that's and
0: right. we have along with us today as well Kelly Craywick.
1: Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could do Aww. that. Aww.
0: <laughs> you got to say, seriously. Oh, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. yeah. So anyway, you guys are going to help me out. Talk about this question. What do I do with Halloween as a Christian? I actually approached this question last year. If you go back into the archives of the Grace One Daily Podcast. I brought this up a little bit because this is one that I don't mind debating a little bit with here and there uh, because people can get pretty feisty about Mm -hmm. this one, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to throw out some facts in just a second, but let's kind of give our general take on Halloween or maybe our experience with it growing up, if you will, right? Okay, so for me, I did not grow up in a Christian home or a daily practicing Christian home, a Catholic-type environment. We didn't really practice Catholicism, but, you know, that's what we'd say we are. So anyway, Halloween uh, was something that we did and practiced. I mean, I was a public schooler kid, so I remember having uh, Halloween parties at public school, Mm -hmm. uh, trick-or-treating. I did that every single year. And so for me, as a non-Christian growing up, I did not... Sacrifice animals. I did not kill anyone, rape that's anyone. <laughs> uh, I didn't do anything evil. Uh, Halloween to me was just simply nothing more than getting free candy. Sure, period. Right. That's real, here, that's really what yeah. my perspective was right. as a kid. And uh, I always tell my girls this as well. I was never into scary movies anyway. Even when I was not a Christian, like right. scary movies, like just never did it for me anyway. In general, yep. so. That's all Halloween was for me. So when I got saved, then I start interacting with Christians. I'm, I am a Christian now, but you know, I start interacting with people. I've been Christians their whole life, and I start hearing things like Halloween is so evil, it's so demonic. Like you know, Halloween demons run everywhere, and people are being it? raped all over the place. And yeah, I'm, I'm giving the very extreme version, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like we should all run in our closets and hide. And you know, put pillows over her head and, uh, you know, just bunker down because, you know, the devil just uh, is everywhere. Mm. And I was just really taken back by that. And it was like, I have I've never heard this before. You know, as a a new Christian, I was like, what? Like,
1: yeah,
0: no, like you just get free candy, right? Like that's was always thinking. And so you know since then i've looked into it and we're going to bring up a few facts about it so there okay. uh, in some ways you can see that historically there was some some spiritual or religious elements to it and there is the well, all spiritual elements, there's the demonic or some of those things sure. as well. So that's my experience uh, of Halloween before we this the subject, subject, and I give some of my thoughts. How about you, Greg?
2: Well, growing up as a kid, we always participated in Halloween. I mean, it was an opportunity to go get candy and knock on doors and scare people. I'll say I was never, I've never been a fan of the haunted houses. Yeah, me neither. I n- no, I mean, <laughs> a lot of times during school, you know, people would go and, all your friends are going and everything, so you felt pressure to go. And and I just I never really liked that kind of stuff. But as I got older, and I would still go out with my younger siblings to get candy and stuff, people started saying, hey, aren't you a little old to be trick-or-treating? So I finally hung it up after a <laughs> while. But, yeah, we always participated in it. And I'll say after I became a Christian <clears> – <throat> um, I, I knew part of it was wrong, and I never really dug into the history of it, but I knew um, there was an element of it that wasn't right. Um, but I don't agree with shutting the whole thing off, you know, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as part of a church. I love harvest parties. I love what we're going to do light the night this year. And I just, I love that kind of stuff, hay rides and games. and and the kids, and the candy, and everything. It's about that. Because you can take something that is deemed so evil and turn around and make it good for the Lord to help advance his kingdom,
0: to help witness to people mm-hmm. that are lost. Right. So that's my take. I don't want to digress too far into but Rick Maynard, who is real spiritual, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he brings this up a lot. You know, some of the modern hymns mm-hmm. are were bar tunes, uh, or oh. the, old, the old hymns, they were secular or bar tunes. Uh, stained glass, he said, you know, that was like kind of a non-Christian. So there's a lot of Christian elements or things that have weaved itself into the church that Mm -hmm. its origins were not Christian. They were not godly. And now we just have completely embraced them, Yeah, you know, as completely fine. So anyway, I'm not trying to divulge too far deep into that rabbit hole per se. But I'm just trying to say Halloween to me is one of those kind of things where I think the extreme example can be like by doing anything as a church on Halloween, we have now embraced Satanism to the maximum, you know, right. like we're right. now like the church. So I'm like, I think that's a little bit extreme, uh, you know, uh, and I think there's a lot of things that we do that we don't completely understand. And we'll talk about those in just a second. Kelly, your growing up experience of Halloween, okay, your perspective. I, I
1: grew up, um, I, I think I can, I can remember a time when I, we didn't go to church, but I, for, for the most part, I, I grew up in a Christian home, so but I still took or treated okay. um, We didn't dress up in the scary Costumes, You know, we always did something that wasn't, and it, part of it, I don't know, is it, because I was talking with your daughter, Gabrielle, about this. I think some of us just are a little more hypersensitive to spiritual mm-hmm. things. That's why we don't want to go to scary movies. We don't even want to talk about scary stuff, you know, because it, it just, we're uncomfortable. And I, so, I think sometimes, as a Christian looking at that, you know, it was always, What I felt uncomfortable, you know, where I felt like God was, because God does speak to you and He tells you, "Whoa, you shouldn't be doing that," and that's when you shouldn't be doing it. So it was always something like that, where you know. But we had harvest parties growing up. I can remember, you know, uh, we had to dress up as Bible characters. Okay. So you would go, you (laughs) just look, you know, you'd be the Bible characters or something innocent. You know, one year my mother made me dress up like a pregnant woman. And I was like 13. I mean, and she sends me, she's like, oh, I know, no. your Mary. aunt. Yeah, your aunt just had a baby. She's got maternity clothes. You can wear this. And she made me stick up. It was horrible. That was the worst ever. Okay.
2: So, yeah. Wow. That's, my, yeah. that's wow. about the age
1: Mary was oh, when she was Oh, it was right? Yes, yeah. yeah. poor Mary. Maybe that's why she
2: decided
0: to do that.
1: Yeah. Poor Mary. Yeah, that's it. That was it.
0: Mary, did you know? <laughs> right. Wow, Kelly.
1: Yeah. I did.
0: Okay. Well, okay. I think a lot of things we talk about we are not educated on uh, as far right. as history. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I'll give you, again, I hate to digress in some of these am- examples, but like I remember one guy uh, in our church, one time we did something for Holo- for Christmas, excuse me, mm-hmm. at our, our church, and a guy came up to me and he's like, don't you know that this uh, Satan and Santa have the same letters and <laughs> their names, you know, and I was like, <laughs> And I really rebuked him. I'm like, do do you know who Saint Nicholas was? Like Santa Claus was Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas, to our understanding historically, was a follower of Jesus. Was a disciple who did good things on the earth. He was a good man, and he knew Jesus, and he wanted to express the love of Christ. So you are calling that guy Satan? Am I? uh, Or or do you know history? Like you know, so I think we can be a little bit uneducated, and our goal, uh, we're not going to dive deep enough into the history of Halloween, but let's get just a little perspective and a little backdrop before we kind of pronounce what you should do on Halloween as a Christian. All right. All right. So I found this from history.com is where I found these particular thoughts from. All right, here we go. Halloween's and I apologize. Reading can sometimes be a little bit boring on a podcast, but I'm going to read just a little bit, right? Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain pronounced Samhain. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Sam or Samhain when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. All right. So there's a general backdrop. Yeah. You guys know that? Yes. Okay. All right. Continuing that. forward on May 13th, 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV, what number is that? IV. <laughs> four. I'm not,
1: IV. Four. four.
0: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're very smart, Kelly. Good job. That's why we have you on. All right, My dedicated parents. the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs. And the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. So now we see kind of the Christian perspective or the Christian side of this holiday. So in at one point, it was a... Christian holiday, a celebration of martyrs, people who died for Jesus. All right, that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, by the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with and supplanted older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church sanctioned holiday. So it kind of begins to now morph into more religion or a religious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. holiday that is just kind of this overarching holiday, right? Okay. Now, here's a couple of things again we could go deeper, but now I'm going to touch on the history of trick or treating because that's a big part, right, of what yeah. we do, the right, candy, etc. All right. Borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. A practice that eventually became today's trick or treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get togethers than about ghosts pranks and witchcraft at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day parties focused on games, foods of the season and festive costumes. So that was kind of interesting. It was in America, at least it was kind of started a little bit more in that evil side or mysterious Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. Non godly side, if you will. Like, did you do any of those practices on Greg in luring him? Uh,
1: I, I I never did that.
0: No. <laughs> How exactly did you lure one? My mom did Greg have me dressed as a pregnant lady. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, that yeah. always gets the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the. <yeah. laughs> All right, then uh, Halloween parties a little bit more here, and then we'll we'll go back to discussing. Okay, Okay. by the 1920s and 30s, Halloween had become a secular but community centered holiday with parades and townwide Halloween parties. As the featured entertainment, despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism, and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Due to the high numbers of young children during the 50s baby boom, parties moved from town to town civic centers in the classroom or home where they could be more easily accommodated. Here's my last comment. We'll talk. Thus, a new American tradition was born. And it continued to grow. Today, Americans spend an estimated six billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second-largest commercial holiday after Christmas. No, right,
2: wow, well, right. So That's there you good. go.
0: A little <laughs> backdrop of Halloween. Probably reality is today is that at least since I've been alive since 1980, is that it's about money. Yeah, exactly. Pro- so there you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> that. somebody's
1: making money. Right. You know, Marketing. and candy.
0: In our culture at least it seems in America it becomes less about the meaning of the holiday and more about what yeah, yeah exactly what you can sell. our commercial capitalist society can get out of the holiday it's christmas right, right? i mean mm-hmm. who knows what christmas is i mean yes jesus kind of right something like that so interesting here we go halloween starts out as this evil. celtic type
1: right
0: evil you know yeah. it's uh, chasing ghosts the lines are blurred right. in spirituality then it now it becomes a a martyr's day and it keeps kind of weaving itself in and out from kind of bad to good good right. to bad etc and now it's just commercialized so what's your thoughts after you guys heard that
2: well i guess it's like anything else you can either celebrate the death aspect of it or the life it's never going to go away halloween's never going to go away there right. there's the world is always going to celebrate it and we have a choice we can either celebrate the life part of it and be witnesses for Christ and try to reach people through it. Right. Or not. And I choose to do that. So There you go. Kelly. <laughs> Did I steal your thunder? No,
1: I, oh. I think that um I think that you're right. I mean you're absolutely right. It can be it can be a spiritual thing. There probably are people oh, for sure. that, that celebrate, you know, celebrate de- the death side of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean do you, If you know those people, then those are the people, you know, we take the holiday and we try to reach people that are, that don't, that, you know, make, keep it light, you know, so mm-hmm. I, it's just like anything else you can make, look, yeah. find good or bad in it.
0: I do believe that this can be a holiday that can be redeemed in a sense, if yeah. you will, that it's one that you can, again, use. It mm-hmm. can be a community opportunity. It can be an opportunity to be light. It can be right. an opportunity to reach out. Yeah. And I think you can't, you know, it's, again, it's not something that we can change, a cultural norm that we are going to be able to change. I think right. that is a little absurd if you think we can start a protest to end Halloween right. commercially you know, just in terms of our calendar, it's going to be there. So we're going to have to wrestle with that. And we're going to have to yeah. figure out what to, what to do with it. So I'm going to try and make this spiritual. Okay, here's okay. my personal <clears throat> thoughts. And go back to my, I, I was going to listen to my last podcast, but I didn't, because I can't remember what I said on the last one. So uh-huh. I could be like a politician right now. I could have, you know, changed, uh, oh, yeah. swung the pendulum on my uh
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I'll, I will say last year, we listened to your podcast and it was right around Halloween, because we were struggling with, do we participate in this or don't we? You know, because it depends on, I I I don't like the, the dark side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the the witches yeah. and the, when you get into that kind of thing, it, it I don't like it. So it was, we we struggled with it. And then after we listened to your podcast, we were like, okay, you know, it really is a personal thing. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable, then step away. But if you are, then that's okay too. You know what I mean? So yep. I feel like you were...
2: well. Uh, here, I just just popped in my head. This is for free. You know how the world is trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Right. I say we try to
0: take the devil out of Halloween. There
1: you go. We'll start there a protest. Okay. How
2: about good
0: that? Good job, okay. Greg. All right. All right. That was a good one. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's some scripture on that. I thought that would be good. Uh, and in my thoughts is the first thought I wrote down is "Let's be light." That's just what I wrote down. And I went to First John chapter one verse five. This is how the Passion translation it says. This is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find a trace of darkness in him. And so, you know, this is where we do differ from some of those original origins of Halloween is that it is a holiday of darkness, but we are the people of light. That's That's right. That's right and in our God there is no darkness there is no darkness in him and so that message now just naturally flows out of us we we are light right and the message that flows out of us is light to a dark place into a dark world thus the name light the night because we're trying to be a source of light a source of hope right. a source of healing so does that answer the specific question of should we do an activity or not an activity as a church my argument is yes but let's be light let's right. let's be light every day again again this comes down to everyday things like so okay you're gonna go hide in a closet on halloween but my bible says that hey don't put your your light under a lampshade that's, that's right uh, go shine it yeah right. so why so why Not wouldn't sure. we go shine it to these areas yep uh, if you know, I have a, oh here's an example. I have a great friend uh, who's now pastoring in New Orleans, but we went to school together, and every year he would go and do an outreach in Mardi Gras in right. downtown. Every, you know wow. what he did? Some people didn't like it, and some people were opposed to that. But I give him props because you know what he was doing? He was going into the darkest place he could think of to shine yep. a light. That's right. Right. And some people are like, "Well, oh, are you celebrating? You know, uh, Mardi right. Gras, or you're going to drink, or you're going to compromise?" You're like, "No." I'm finding the darkest place that I can go and I'm going to shine a
1: light. That's good. That's so, what Jesus wow. would have done, right? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah, Jesus would love Halloween. No, yeah. I'm just kidding, I don't want to <laughs> no, go. There. He oh, no, have, I just ruined the he whole He would podcast. have found the dark and, went <laughs> yeah. and
1: made it light. Right? right. So,
0: that's what we do as Christians. We are light and we go into dark places to shine a light. And when there is darkness, what happens when darkness and light meet? light wins every time right. so the light is more attractive so let's be light and let's not do that on halloween right let's do that every day right let's be light in our workplace let's be light in our home let's be light in our community when we have when our community uh you know things that are happening in our community whatever it might be in your community we're in southern missouri here so like in our community there's these events that are really popular maple leaf days well we got to figure out okay that's that's an opportunity to be light in our exactly. community. So that's where I fall at the end of it, saying, guys, let's be light. Let's be light in the darkness. When the darkness is trying to prevail, let's step up in those times and those seasons and say, hey, the light is here.
1: Right, that's good. Amen. That's
0: so, all right, there you go. Let's be light. I think Halloween is an opportunity yeah. to be a light. That's right. And again, there is a personal preference. If you want to go and pray all night long and fast and pray in your closet, then you better do that. Like, don't just sit at home and watch uh, Fox News all night long or something like (laughs) that. Like, oh, man, there's another bad one there. Shouldn't say that. But, you know, like, then do that. Legitimately do that. If you believe that that is your call to be an intercessor and stand in the gap to oppose darkness that way— Sure, praise God. Because there will do be that. evil take be right. taking place there that will. evening. Yep. So yeah, it's a good thing if God calls you to do that, do that. The majority so. of Halloween in America is not going to be Satanism. Right. Sacrifice it. But it there will be. There will be. There will be that night. And I'm gonna to touch on that in just a second as well. Here's my second thought, my second verse. First Peter five, verse eight, out of the Passion Translation says, Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incess- incessantly, like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Here's the reality. I was never into halloween movies horror movies so that wasn't really like a way the devil could get at me because Mm -hmm. i didn't never open myself up to that but this is where i'm talking about the spiritual side this is an opportunity for the devil because there's some people that they can expose themselves to that you know that's why it's like it is hard sometimes where i've met christians that love to watch all these like creepy satanist movies maybe that was never my preference but i think Watching that stuff, you can kind of expose yourself Mm -hmm. to some things that could maybe get on you, in you, around you that you just don't need there.
1: I watched... When I we had a, when I was in high school, we had a foreign exchange student, and it was back when you could lock your TV or you have cable. You know, you could lock it so that your kids couldn't watch HBO. Or so this was a long time ago. You don't remember that, do you?
0: HBO. <laughs> yeah. What sure. No, name? Lock in, locking, locking the
1: being able. There was a little key box on the back of your TV, and your oh, parents could lock it. I don't remember that. No, yeah, so wow. you that was a way of protecting kids. But okay. Early internet protection or So anyway, I we snuck, found the key, and unlocked it, and watched a a scary movie. That I everyone was talking about it at school, so I wanted to watch it. And this was a Christian school I went okay. to. They're also, I could not sleep for nights. I I was up all night because it was like one of those things that if we fall asleep, then you'd have this dream. Oh my goodness, I can't. It was like days where I was so tired, but I was afraid to go to sleep. I yes, I will never. And that's what I'm. I don't know how people do it. I would never. I would never be able to do that again. That one Here, movie.
0: Yeah, we. You know, Greg. We talked about the one of the shows we love saved by the bell growing up. Yeah. But I, the one scary movie I can remember growing up that was kind of my, defined my scary movie upbringing, mm-hmm. which I watched, which I never wanted to sleep after that was Nightmare in Elm Street. That's with what Freddy I'm Kruger. talking about.
1: That's what I watched. That was a scary ah! one. That was,
0: I'm like, I don't want to go to sleep no, now. No,
1: that was, that was the scariest movie ever. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Never I again. About it. Yes. <laughs> so the, again, I think all these principles. Here's where I guess I can get again. Try not to get personal and frustrated. Right. Here's where I can get frustrated: is that like I wish Christians would be this passionate all the time about something, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like when Holote- Halloween rolls around, they're like, "Oh, fight the devil!" Like the de-. well, why yeah. aren't you like that all the time? Because this scripture says, "Always be alert." Right. Uh, you know, like not just at Halloween time. Right. That's all not the, the. It's not like the only time the devil comes out of his little hole and exactly does work. <laughs> Right. Like he's doing it right now. Yeah, he did it yesterday. Yeah. He did it last week, last month, last year. He, he, it, Halloween is not his only active period. No, in, right. the, in the calendar year, he's active every day. He and he's So we have to, as believers, the Scripture tells us to be always alert because the devil. I'm a, I'm susceptible to him on Christmas Day, yeah. December yeah. 25th, right. or January 1st, or whatever it might be. So we get. I think this is another area where I think. Maybe the argument for my end am saying this is that we can give the devil a little too much credit on exactly. this holiday. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, And he doesn't deserve the credit on right. this holiday. Right. He doesn't need the credit because we're light. We're alert. We know that enemies lurking. And so whether it's Halloween or not, this is us as believers that we know that the enemy is always on the tack.
1: That's good.
0: Amen. All right. Here's my third one, my third scripture, my other one for the day. I'll leave it at this till part three next year. Season three when we come back to it again. All, <laughs> All right. right. Psalm 27, one uh, says, David's poetic praise to God before his, he was anointed king. The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround me and protect me. So I think, uh, and I'm trying to get this out of my daughters because they don't like Halloween, which is good. I don't <laughs> need them to like Halloween, etc. But They can be, or some Christians can, like, see this stuff, and they get really scared and worried. And But the Bible tells me that I fear no one. Right. And so when it comes to Halloween, and I see, like, Christians, again, I've said this multiple times now, run in the closet, hide underneath the bed, start saying a prayer, grab a cross, you know, get some holy water, uh, put salt around your house or whatever you do to –
1: aren't they scared though i think more they're scared because of the things that some people do the decorations yeah. the movies the the books you know the yes. the haunted houses yeah I, so it's not they're not really afraid of halloween yeah. they're afraid of the things that people yeah, do point. so there again you know it's kind of yeah. like you know
0: that's why i like that word that last passage well balanced you yes. know because it's, it's kind of like because we don't want to get i mean i don't want to get to the point either where Hey, I got a Ouija board in my my shelf up there in my church office, and like, oh, it's no big deal. Like that's that's not a good thing either. I I don't want to get to, I don't want to get numb. You know, in Halloween, I don't want to get numb to it either. Right? Because that there's a danger in that because people, whether it be a a whore, you know, oh, I'm just going to a movie on Halloween night. Oh, (laughs) what's it about? Oh, it's just this girl gets like super possessed by demons and kills everybody and like. (laughs) You know, like yeah. what? Wait, did you hear oh, what you said? Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. no big deal. Yeah. Like just going with some friends, it's just a movie. or mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, you know, th- yeah. there is a, a danger in that too, as well. Like this demonic stuff that we can get very comfortable with. You know, I mean, I mean, I remember when I first got saved. I'll tell this story. Uh, a couple more minutes here, and we'll wrap up. But uh, when I first got saved, I went to this. No, I didn't get saved. Excuse me. When I first started going to youth group, I remember that this youth group, when I was a seventh, eighth grader, something like that, they showed this. VHS series or something. It was called Hell's Bells is what it was called. Mm. Mm. And it was all about rock and roll music and it's demonic. Oh, and, no. yeah. But I remember part oh, yeah. of it was about a Ouija board. And oh. and and what happened is I had a Ouija board in my sister's room or mm-hmm. my room. I thought it was in my room. I think it was in my room, but uh, I was freaked out, man. Like I was so scared. Like I never thought of that in that perspective, you know. But I had a before that. Yeah. Um, I'm not really following Jesus, but I got a Ouija board in my house. I got so you know there are people that expose themselves, have a lot of things in in their life that are not of God, and that is dangerous as well. Right. Because right. I can think back to a kid, before, again pre-salvation. I remember I was always scared to sleep in my room. Like I never really liked that. I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I slept on the couch a lot. Even as a high schooler, like yeah. you know, I just never come from my room. And now that I'm saved and redeemed, I probably look back and say, I probably had a lot of spiritual
1: Right. Yeah. And that's where you as parents bad stuff too, in my room. If you don't have Christian parents, then you you know, they're the ones that are supposed to be yeah. to watch over you and protect mm-hmm. you and
0: Yep. And yeah. so we do and we do have to protect our kids. That's a good point. Right. Because our kids in our culture again, they'll just grow up numb to this stuff right and so
1: so don't watch don't even try to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. yes I tell the kids about that in youth all the time yeah. but I never tell them what the movie is because yeah. I tell them how, sc- how scared yeah, I was they're go and of course they're curious they're like yeah. no I'm not going to tell you so don't anybody watch that <laughs> it's a bad movie
0: <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah so. I think that's one, a good thing to note to those is our kids that you know I don't want my girls to be numb and embrace it i just want them to be light i want them to not be afraid i want them to you know use their lives and and i'm you know so at the end of the day when it comes to the church i'm in favor of churches using this as an opportunity to redeem it yes to be light in your community uh and again not to to do your best to share christ in the midst of it like i don't it was never for us in in the last church i pastored it was never successful as far as a ton of people getting saved but right I remember we one uh, uh, multiple years we had a comedian uh, guy, uh, magician kind of guy, and he would give a little Salvation altar call every hour for three hours straight. We would hand out uh, tracks, stuff like that. I don't know that anyone fell on their face that night and got saved, but at least we provided a safe environment, yeah. an environment where we could be light, where people could rug, exactly. rub shoulders with Christian people, yeah. people who love God, I think that's important. And so and at the end of the day... stay for a night or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, if you do, and if, if your calling is to pray and to st- stand in the gap in that particular area, then I say, go for that. Do that and be faithful to do that. Don't don't just go off about right. it and do nothing. Uh, I think those are the people that maybe as a pastor can annoy me the most. You know, yeah. they, they speak fairly, very loudly, but they do nothing with the opinion that they have so if it's pray seek the lord that night if it's like if you're like me and you believe like you can use that and you want to serve then serve at the best that you can that night and we'll just believe that god will do something else so final thoughts from you guys
2: i would just say don't stop on
0: november 1st yes i mean stay after it yep
2: you know i mean the devil's you know whatever building up for this big holiday you know, Halloween, he's not going to stop on November 1st. He's not going to take a yes. break. Right. No. So right. if God's called you to pray and intercede, please do that. But please don't stop doing that. Right. So That's good.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a good scripture to read. One more time to end on. It just simply says this. Let me read it one more time out of 1 John 1, 5. It says, this is the life-giving message we've heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light you will never find even a trace of darkness in him so i pray whether it's halloween whatever day it is that the light of god would just emanate from us into our community and just shine in the darkest of places so that he can be seen because man when the light shines there's a difference there hey guys have a happy halloween i don't know should should we say that or not have (laughs) a (laughs) just go serve your church amen Amen. see god be light we'll talk to you guys later (laughs)